you say, what is that sheet for? That's, if you don't have the Holy Ghost, that's a good place to start right there. That's Amen. a declaration, and that's a prayer. Amen. And if you have the Holy Ghost, then what you're looking forward to is the refreshing. Amen. Okay, the Bible speaks of one baptism, but many fillings. So even after you get the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit, which is the Spirit of Christ, you can be filled over and over and over. Amen? Yes. All right. So let us get into the Word of God for this morning. And what we're going to do is we're going to begin to look into the promise. Amen? We want to go and start looking into the promise. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right, so if you've got your Bible, iPad, or phone, would you please go to Joel? That is the first one. Joel 2. And it'd be good to jot these down because they are in the Bible. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right, so we're going to begin reading at Joel chapter 2, verse 28. And it reads, and it shall come to pass. Somebody say, and it shall come to pass. And it shall come to pass. Say, and it shall, and it shall come, to pass. come to pass. Amen. And it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions. Now, I want to slow down for a minute. Notice what the Lord says. I need you to see this. This is a key. He says, afterwards, I'm going to do what? Pour out my spirit. Yes. Somebody say, it is the spirit of the Lord. It is the spirit of the Lord. Okay? Because that's what he decrees and declares. I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Do you see that? He says, and what? Your sons and your daughters are going to what? Prophesy. All right. He says, but your old men are going to dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out of my spirit. Now, again, when you yourselves do the in-depth study, you will find out that this is not only talking about the Holy Spirit that was poured out in the book of Acts with the apostles, the 120, Mary included Jesus' mother and the women that followed him in his ministry, you will find out that this particular uh, batch of scriptures is also talking about the last days for Israel. All of Israel, the Jews who have not accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, as their Lord and Savior, there is coming a time when they're going to be offered during the tribulation period, they're going to be offered salvation, and they're going to be offered the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen? But thank you, Jesus. We are walking in a greater light. We are walking in a greater light. Now, there are some Jews in Jerusalem and over the countries that have accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. But once they accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, they're no longer considered Jews uh, with just that name, they then are considered as Messianic Jews, which means they follow the Messiah. Okay? Because when Jesus came, this is what he came to do. He came to take a group of people out of the Jews and out of the Gentiles to make up the church. To make up the church. You know, um, 
if you, you know, if you see ministries and they're always talking about the Jewish people and, oh, we need to love Israel, we need to love Israel. I'm, I'm not against loving Israel, but what I don't understand is we, they lift up Israel and the Bible says that the Lord has come to take out of the Jewish people a people to take out of the Gentiles. If you did not have Jewish parents, you were not born of Jewish parents from Jewish parents. Many of your mom and your dad was not a Jew, then you are a Gentile. After you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are no longer a Gentile. You become a Christian. And so Jesus said it. He says, I've come to take out of the Jewish people and out of the Gentile people a people called the church. So we're going to lift up what Jesus came to do. Amen. Amen. So here's the promise. What did God say? I'm going to pour out whose spirit? My spirit. So those of you who have received the Holy Spirit and those of you who were led by the Holy Spirit to get saved and, and you're just waiting for him to just overflow in your life because he's there. Amen. He is there, but you're waiting for him to overflow in your life. Amen. That is God's spirit. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And I'm here today to reason with you and plead with you. God is holy. We have to be careful how we, see, we read the Old Testament and we say, oh, that's just Old Testament stuff. But God is still holy. And we have to be careful how we handle him. And not only that, I, I was trying to see what it was because all throughout my prayer time for about a month, God has been telling me, he says, you go down there and you tell him, I am holy. I'm a holy God, Anna. I'm holy. So therefore, we, we need to be refreshed in the spirit of our mind of who we're serving. Because it's okay. Because sometimes we need to be what? Refreshed. So that's the promise. Now go to Acts chapter 2. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, God, God is, a God is a holy God. We have to be careful, to be careful. How, how we handle how. his spirit. All right, Acts chapter 2, and I'm going to start reading at verse 14, and it says, But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea, and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken, as you suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. Somebody say, what is, this? what is this? Somebody say, what is this? Somebody say, this is that. That's what it is. Amen. 17 verse, and it reads, and it shall come to pass. He says, this is what Joel said, the prophet Joel. He says, and it shall come to pass. And didn't we just read that? Amen. Did we not just read in Acts 2.20, I mean, Joel 2.28, Joel 2.28, what the prophet Joel said? Amen. So here comes the Apostle Peter all the way in the book of Acts centuries later. And he says, and this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days. Do y'all see that? Amen. In the last days, said God, I will pour out of my spirit. Make a note of it. 
make enough, because we didn't got too carefree with the spirit of the Lord. We doing anything, we saying anything, we acting out, we carrying ourselves, we taking the Holy Ghost in places he shouldn't be going. Yes, we are. He says it should come to pass in the last days, and we know we're in the last days, amen? amen. Because the Bible says that Jesus Christ was revealed in these last times for us. So we're in the last days. When Jesus was born, the last days began. Amen? Amen. He says, and I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see vi visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. Do you see that? Amen. Okay, go to Galatians chapter 3. These, this is the promise that the Father promised. This is the promise. Amen. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The blessing of the Lord. It make you rich and add no sorrow. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. Now, let's go to Galatians chapter 3, and would you please go to verse 13. Because we're talking about the promise of the Father. And the word of God says Christ had redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise. Is that in your Bible? Amen. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So how do you receive the promise of the Spirit? And how does faith come? Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So before anybody starts calling on his name, calling on the name of Jesus, and, 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 and we used to call it tarrying. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank and we would call on his name. We would call on his name and call on his name basically like pulling on God. Come, Lord Jesus, and fill us with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Our Holy Spirit, now that we've learned, the same Holy Spirit that directed us to salvation you're welcome to come on in. Because number one, I have repented and I've been baptized in Jesus' name. Now this is slowly becoming a, a thing of the past in most ministries. We don't baptize. You don't have to get baptized. Uh, yes, you do. Baptism is still the same. We are baptized for the remission of our sins. And we are baptized in Jesus' name because Jesus' name carries the forgiveness of all sin. Yes. There is not another name. There, Acts 4.12 says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name given among men under heaven whereby we must be saved. All ministers, elders, evangelists, teachers, uh, covenant partners need to know these things. All of us need to be refreshed in these things. I, I was sharing with you on last Sunday, our top leaders are falling. 
Don't know, but they are. And that's leaving sheep unattended to. That's that's leaving sheep unattended to. There must be a seed left in the earth that knows what the Bible says. I'm going to say that again. There's going to be and has to be a seed in the earth that knows what the Bible says. And like the Bible says. So that is the spirit of God. It is the spirit of God. But before you even get somebody to start tearing or calling on his name, they got to know that this has got to be received by faith. And I got to hear something. Uh Uh-oh. I got to hear a sound (laughs) before I even get started. Yes, there is a sound that precedes the presence of God. Guess what the sound is? It is the word of God. Yeah, yeah, I see it all. I got you. I got you. Y'all excuse me. My cup is running over. Shine for me. Shine for me. So we see in your salvation package the spirit was promised. Read it again. Galatians 3, 13 through 14. Not only does it talk about salvation and redemption through the blood of Jesus Christ from your sin, but it talks of what? Receiving the promise of the spirit by faith. So with your salvation, the Holy Spirit is in there as well. Amen? See, I got to get in a hurry and stir up the gift. Of the Holy Ghost. So I got to get in a hurry. And receive. The promise. Of the Father. Go to Luke. Thank you Jesus. And all you ministers who say I know it. Just turn the page and pretend like you you know. Do something at least. Please. Do something. Humor me. Humor me. Hey hey hey. Hey. Yeah. Ha ha that's what we got a lot going on, though. People humoring, humoring the, the, the preacher in the word. Okay. All right, now. I want to say something. We are in the last days. And the most important day of the week is Sunday. Yeah, oh, yes, it is. I don't care about all that other stuff you want to tell me. The most important part of the week the day of the week is Sunday. Amen. You say, why, why, why? Because that's when we come in and get the word of God. Amen. It's Sunday. Amen. Luke, and I want you to please go to chapter 24. Thank you, Father. All right. And we're going to start reading at the 49th verse. Okay, Luke 24, 49, and it says, And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endured with power from on high. Is that in your Bible? Now I'm going to tell you a little secret. You know, when you got a lot of naysayers and a lot of haters of the gospel, then sometimes you do have to go hide. I tarry. I still tarry. You might not never see it, 
but I still at my house behind closed doors, I tarry. I pick me a day when I don't, when I purposely do not answer the phone and I purposely don't turn on the TV or, or, or turn on the radio. And I, I get everything ready and I've even talked to the Lord and I said, Lord, I want to tarry on such and such a date. And I get in that chair, I get on my knees and I just begin to say, Jesus. Before, after I repent, after I repent, after I go through repentance, Jesus, 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 thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Because I'm not thinking about the naysayers. I'm not thinking about the haters of the gospel. You keep on hating the gospel, and you keep on being a naysayer. That's your business. But I intend to be strong. Live in these last evil days as a Christian. See, the reason why we become, as Christians, weak and watered down is because we forget the same thing it took. We got to keep on doing that. It's a continuation. It's a continuation. You never stop. You can never stop. You can never stop calling on the name of Jesus. You can never stop tearing. You can never stop seeking him. You can never stop fasting. You can never stop repenting. You can never stop striving to live right. That's why we weak and watered down. That's why we don't have no power. It's a healing coming up in here. See? That's why we weak and watered down. That's why we don't have no power. Because the naysayers done told you you can live any kind of way and the power of God will rest upon your life. The haters of the gospel have told you you can live any kind of way and the power of God will rest on your life. It will not. Sign for me. It will not. And then when you need to lay hands on your children or yourself, yes. when you need to command the atmosphere, yes. Yes. oh, I feel you. Well, why don't you get them haters up off of you? Because I'm trying to have mercy. Amen. You don't really want me to go to God because something's going to move. Oh, I'm not stupid. I'm no fool. If I really went to God, something going to move. But I don't move. Let's God move. So you got to see, even under the power of God, you have to be under his control. Yes. Yes. You can't be running around doing what you want to do, saying what you, I'm talking about a person that's walking under the anointing. You can't do what you want to do. You can't command what you want to command. It's do by it. God. Well, I know you're wondering, well, if she, she walking in that much closer to God, she ought to just get her haters up off of her. Because it ain't going to be nice. It's not going to be nice. And he'd been saying that for two months. 
I don't know where, what is, touch not my anointing and do my prophets. God got prophets. I don't know what all this other stuff running around here. Huh? But God got prophets. And he said, and I read that thing. I said, wait, he said, touch not my anointed and my prophets. She said, okay, it's time for me. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, they all say, okay. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. He called out a Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. He said, I'm going to send the promise of my father upon you. Who is this talking? Jesus. Jesus is talking. Jesus said, I'm going to send the promise of my father. The promise that he made in Joel 2.28. He says, I'm going to be the one to institute it. He says, but I got to wait for you to receive it. I need you to tear in the city of Jerusalem until you be endured with power from on high. Look at verse 50. And he led them out as far as to Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. And it came to pass, while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshiped him, and they worshiped him, and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they were continually in the temple, praising and blessing God. Amen. Go to Acts chapter 1. We're laying a foundation. Thank you, Jesus. You may as well just get comfortable. Amen. We, we came to church. Amen. We came to hear the word of God. Amen. Now, when you get out, you can do whatever you want to do. Well. Acts chapter 1, Amen. verse 4. Amen. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem. But wait for the promise of the Father, which said he, you have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Is that in your Bible? Amen. Now, notice what he tells them. He says, wait for it. Now, if you ask me, well, Pastor, I can't travel to Jerusalem. You don't have to build an altar at your home. Amen. That altar becomes Jerusalem. Amen. You say, what is an altar? An altar is any place in your home that is designated for you to go in and pray and seek the Lord and call on his name, read your word, just fall out before God and tell him all about it. That's your prayer room. Your altar is your prayer room. And just like I said, I I won't take it back. In that room, you don't smoke. You don't drink. Hello. You don't have on X-rated movies. Uh, You just, because why? God is holy. This is God we're talking about. He's holy. Yes, sir, I hear you. Look at verse 8. And he says, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Notice what he says now. Listen, listen. He says, when the Holy Ghost comes and you allow him to fill your inside to the brim, okay, when you got saved, the Holy Spirit was there. He is the one that prompted you to move into salvation. He has not left you. 
He is still there. What is he waiting on? He's waiting for you to give him the invitation now to fill your inside, those of you who don't have him, and those of you who do have him, to give you that refresher. To give you that refresher. So you need your altar. You need your altar. You need your altar. He says once that happens, watch this. The believer who has the Holy Spirit, and you go in and you continuously get a refreshing, he says after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you should receive power. So what happens? Every time a believer goes into that prayer room and seeks the Lord, repent, seek the Lord, worship him, praise him, talk to him, guess what happens? The Holy Spirit refreshes the power. Now that word power breaks down to rights. Privileges, Mm, authority. Mm. He says, after the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you will receive authority. (laughs) Authority. I'm recalled of a man who used to beat on his wife. It just came up, I don't know why, but he used to beat on her. And she was in in the Pentecostal church. And being who she was, meek and mild, you know, she really didn't say a lot. But, you know, after so long, people, you will crowd. And so the Lord began to speak. And time went on, and time went on. Because I'm going to tell you something about even God. God is merciful. You want him to move right then. And God said, no, I'm waiting. See, that's why you you, don't deal. I'm going to have to get away because I can't deal with you. God is merciful. Yes, he is. ain't like our flesh. Hurry up and do it now. Hurry up and do it. No, no, no. God said, let me, just, just let me handle this. Come on now. <laughs> he said, because I won't give enough time that if, if, if no change comes, then the rope going to hang. So he kept doing what he do, and she kept doing, she kept going to the church, and he kept beating and drinking and clowning. Finally, the Lord said, if he touch her one more time. If he touch her one more time, he is going to die. And I won't go through a long drawn Yeah. 
don't need a gun. I don't need a knife. Let me just, let me turn it. You don't need a gun. You don't need a knife. Uh-oh. 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 I hear you, Lord. Speak, Lord. Even against your enemies. Even against those who hate you. Come on. Come on. You don't need all of that. See, the problem is when we go and cry out to God, we want him to hurry up and do something. Don't God don't move right then. God said, no, I have a timer on this. Amen. Somebody say, God, God got a timer, got a timer. On, every on every situation. And it behooves me, it behooves me to, bag up to bag up and let God, and let God be in control. All I need to do is keep living right. Amen. All I need to do is keep, all you need to do, I'm talking, I'm talking to the show enough saints. All you need to do is keep living right. Amen. I'm talking about for real, real. Amen. I had my old, old, old um, mother in the gospel to tell me. She says, do you really believe that God going to allow your enemies as much as you do for him and as much as you seek him and love him? Do you really believe? She looked me dead in my eye. Do you believe God gonna let your enemies triumph over you? And I, I didn't know how to answer. I said, well, I, I, she said, no. She said, it's taking time. Because God keeps giving mercy after mercy after mercy. And we have to learn to flow with God in mercy after mercy. Souls coming out. Are they coming? They coming? Oh, they coming? He said they coming from the north, the south, the east, and the west. He said the souls are coming, and they coming because God say so. I'm going to ask you, do you really believe that your enemies are going to continue to trample over you and you doing all you know to do to serve the Lord? You praying, you seeking God, you living right. Let me say that right now. You living something that still count for something. Hey, to live something. Time for me. Oh, that count, honey. See, the reason why some wives are not getting any relief, because you got Jody at the back door. Or you got Jody on your mind. I'm living. No. Nope. See, if you're going to go through, go on through. Amen. If you're going to do it, do it right. Amen. I know that's a song, but we won't go there. I ain't going to be bad. No, you're not doing it right. Male or female. When you really God's, 
going to take care of his own. And I'm, let me say it like this. In due season, you shall reap if you faint not. For the men, and you really, I'm talking about you really serving the Lord. Keep on coming to church. Keep on reading your Bible. Keep on praying. Keep on serving the Lord. Keep on living something. Live it. Live it. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you live it. Or you might as well sit on back because I'm going to preach it to the male, to the female. Ain't no way you're going to get me to stand up here talking about, oh, the Lord just going to see about the women. No, baby, because you got some men, you really do got some men who really love the Lord. And they live in it. And they live in it all they know how. But that woman is a hell raiser. She a hellraiser. <laughs> but man, if you keep on serving Jesus, you keep on living right, keep on coming down to the church, keep on getting the word, read your word at home, get on your knees at home. Talk to Jesus. After a while, he gonna work it out. I say, after a while, Jesus go work it out. Tell my God, it's not parting the Red Sea like he be, did back then. Oh, yes, he is. Yes, he is. God in doing this. And God, oh, yes, he is. Woman, same go for you. If you're going to live it, live it. Amen. You cry out. For God deliver me, but you gotta trust Him. And I'm gonna say this: you have to trust God's timing. Yes, yes, you do. You have to trust God's timing. It's taking too long. No, it's not. No, it's not. God done forgot. No, He hasn't. Somebody say, live it. To continue to seek the Lord. To continue to read your word. Continue to come into the house of God. To serve the Lord. Obey his word. Say he'll work it out for you. Hey, hey, hey. He'll work it out. He'll work it out. Yes, he will. He told me you're going to receive power. Somebody write that down. Power is rights, privileges, authority, and miracles. So the Lord says you're going to receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You're going to receive rights, privileges, authority, and miracles in your life and your atmosphere. And then as you continue to live for the Lord, he will allow you to take those same rights, privileges, authority, and miracles and begin to do things in the atmosphere. Oh, yes, he will. Oh, yes, he will. 
Hey, yes, Lord. He says, after that. Somebody say, after that. The Holy Ghost has come upon you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He says, then you'll be able to be a witness unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Well, what does that mean? Do you understand? We were not back there when Jesus was born, but the Holy Ghost was. We were not there when they crucified him, but the Holy Ghost was. So what does he do? He witnesses these things in our spirit, and it allows us to be able to decree and declare them with power because of the Holy Ghost. Somebody say the Holy Ghost is the witnesser. And when you have him, you have the power to decree and declare God's word and God's activity. Thank you, Jesus. All right. I want to go. Now. Let's go to Matthew. No, I want to go to John chapter 7 as we move into the message. John chapter 7. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right, John chapter 7, please. And would you please go to verse 37. And it reads, in the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. You know how when you want to give up? You know how when you say, I done took all I can take? And you go somewhere and you cry and you, and you, and you just kind of turning it over, over, over in your mind. And you say, oh, Lord, I'm just, this is it. This is it. This is it. But after a while, as you sit there, uh, the words start coming up. Peace start coming up. Strength starts coming up. In your belly shall flow rivers of living water. That's the Holy Ghost. That's why you don't quit. That's why you don't give up. Because the Holy Ghost starts bubbling up and begins to minister to your spirit. He ministers to your spirit. He does not minister to your flesh. He does not minister to your mind. He does not minister, praise God, in your day. He ministers to your spirit. Say, minister, Lord. Say, minister to my spirit. Say, when I'm broken and I can't go no further. Say, when I can't see the light. Darkness has surrounded me. Minister to my spirit, Lord. He says, out of your belly, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living. Don't miss that. He said, living water. Well, what happens? Uh Uh-oh, here it is. Here it is. I went somewhere the other day. Well, it was a couple of days back. 
And I walked in the building, and the lady told me, she said, oh, my goodness. She said, look like you're getting younger and younger. She said, what is you doing? Rivers of living. So what happened? When that water come up, what's coming up with it? Life. Come on. Life. Rivers of living. Living. That, that is alive and refreshed. It comes up. And it emulates from your spirit throughout your whole body. And you don't want to spend time in God's presence. And you don't want to seek the Lord. And you don't want to clap your hands. And you don't want to get no joy in the presence of God. Well, You're missing your life. Amen. You're missing your life. Amen. And we got to pump and prime you when the praise team get up or when the choir get up. Huh? When the men's and women's choir get up or when somebody do a solo or when somebody bring in the word or somebody giving a shout talk, we got to prime you? No way, Jose. I need that living water flowing in me because I don't know what the next minute going to bring. I don't know what Monday going to bring. I don't know what Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday going to bring. I need the presence of God. Oh, I need it. I need it. I need it. No, no. See, the TV can't do this for me. The TV can't do this for you. Uh uh. Huh? On the telephone all day will not do this for you. It won't do it. Crying on your neighbor's shoulder. Running off at the mouth with your neighbors and your boys and your peeps. And your homies. It won't do it for you. Won't nothing do this but the living water from the presence of the Father, who is Jesus Christ, our God. We better start making time. We better make time. We better make time. Now, 39th verse says of John 7, 39, but this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Here we go, here we go. Wait a minute, Jesus. What, what do you mean the Holy Ghost? Now that's a key. What do you mean the Holy Ghost was not yet given? What are you talking about? He moved on Samson in the Old Testament. <clears throat> he moved on King David in the Old Testament. Here's the key. The Holy Spirit in the Old Testament moved upon people, but he didn't live on the inside of them, and he never came and stayed. Amen. Check it out. Amen. Read it for yourself. But when Jesus died on that cross and shed his blood, let me show you what happened. Awesome. Somebody say awesome. awesome. Matthew 27, please. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew 27. And I'm going to read verses 50 through 53. Come on, you got it. That's raggedy. 
Matthew 27. I'm not talking about the ones who said amen. I'm talking about where you at. All right, let's do this again. See, I don't know if you've noticed, this is the classroom today. Matthew 27, and we're gonna, I'm going to read verses 52 through 53. When you're there, say amen. amen. Thank you. The Bible says, Matthew 27, verse 50, Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost, and behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twine from the top to the bottom, and the earth did quake, and the rocks rent, and the graves were open, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose and came out of the graves after his resurrection. And they went into the holy city and appeared unto many. Oh, I'm going to get up on that great day. I'm getting up. And I don't intend to play church because I'm getting up. The resurrection power of Jesus Christ is real. I say it's real. So, when we look at John, the seventh chapter, okay, let's just, just slow down a minute. When you look at John 7, 37 and 39, and the Bible says that the Holy Ghost was not yet given because Jesus had not yet been glorified, do you understand where he was? He was behind the veil. Oh, yeah. The Holy Spirit was behind the veil. And I can prove it. And then I'm going to show you something that's very unique to our day right now. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody say he was behind the veil all that time. To say whenever he moved upon someone, he left the veil. Came upon him and went back. Go to Leviticus, the 16th chapter. He was behind the veil. This God we're talking about now. Don't lose sight on who we're talking about. This is the God who created the heavens and the earth. This is God who's omnipresent, omniscient, omnipotent. This is the Lord, the most high God, the possessor of heaven and earth. Uh-huh. This is God. All right. I want you to look at this real good. Leviticus, the 16th chapter. <clears throat> and I'm going to read verses 1 through 4. And it says, And the Lord spake unto Moses after the death of the two sons of Aaron, when they offered before the Lord and died. <laughs> Y'all got that? Who was Aaron? Aaron was the what? High priest. But because his sons offered strange fire before the Lord, they died. Somebody say, God God is still holy. holy. Mm. And the Lord spake unto Moses after the death of the two sons of Aaron, who was the high priest, when they offered before the Lord and died. And the Lord said unto Moses, speak unto Aaron thy brother. Speak unto Aaron thy brother. That he come not at all times into the holy place within the veil 
before the mercy seat, which is upon the ark, that he die not. For I will appear in the cloud upon the what? Mercy seat. Do you understand that? Amen. He gives Moses instructions. He says, hold up. You don't run, nor your family, <laughs> nor anybody else, in between this veil, into that holy place, until I tell you to. It's okay, but I'm going to show you something unique about even today. He says, because if you do, you will die. See, there's no awe of God anymore in the churches. There's no reverence of God anymore in the churches. Why? Because we watered it down. Watered it down. And we wa I'm not watering down anything. Amen. I'm not watering it down because God is not watering it down. Anytime God spent two months telling me, go down and tell him I'm holy. What? Sounds like it. That means something. Amen. Is that in your Bible? Amen. You better put some flashing lights on it. He told him, I'm going to meet with you behind the veil, on the mercy seat, up on the ark. He says in the third verse, thus shall Aaron come into the holy place with a young burlock for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering. Do you see this? Okay, they had to do it back then. Jesus Christ is our lamb. We must go before the Father acknowledging Jesus Christ's name. Amen. You can't just, I've said it over and over, you can't just wash yourself in the presence of God because you feel like it. No, they had to take an offering back then. We got to take our offering. Who is our lamb? Jesus Christ. Mmm. He says, you better bring it for what? A sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering. Then he goes on to tell him, and he shall put on the holy linen coat, and he shall have the linen breeches upon his flesh, and shall be girded with a linen girdle, and with the linen martyr shall he be attired. These are holy garments. Therefore shall he wash his flesh in water and so put them on. Before I come here, I have a particular way I have to bathe. These are things you didn't even know. Oh, she said, child, look at Bishop, look at me. <laughs> I started to put on a pair of pants with this. Cause, and I kept praying. I said, Holy Ghost, is this long enough? Is this long enough to get before your people? I said, well, if it isn't, I'm going to ask my sister. And she'll surely tell me. And then I got to run home and get the pants. But then when I put it on, because I test try every, you know, when I put it on, I was like, oh, I didn't know that was that long. And the Lord said, yes. He said, but the thing is, don't wear the white stockings. I want you to wear the darker stockings. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> so what, I'm what am I trying to share with you? God has not changed. Amen. What is it? The world is ever changing, but you remain the same. Order my steps in your word. And that's why we try to teach our young ladies, you shouldn't be waltzing up in the house of God with all your sit-down showing. Amen. 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 That's true. That's true. That's 
All your upper part hanging out. Oh, I'm going to preach it. You might not like, but I'm going to preach it. He told him, he said, you telling Moses, tell Aaron, wash his flesh in water and then put on the attire that I have so designed for him to come in my presence. still God today? Amen. God ain't with your... Well, we living in modern times now, Bishop. And everybody's wearing their clothes all the way up their hips, showing all they sit down. The devil is a lie. God ain't told us to go with society. He told us to be Christians. Christian men and Christian women. And I don't know where this New York, California style coming from. Men got to have their pants so tight. <laughs> like you from GQ. Keep that mess outside of the house of God. Amen. That's too much information. Amen. With this the style. All right, well, keep that style out of the house of God. Oh, I came to preach. Amen. And I'm going to preach the word. Amen. So you need to write this down. Leviticus, the 16th chapter, verses 1 through 4. And we're going to read verse 2 again. And the Lord said unto Moses, speak unto your brother. This is why I'm not afraid to speak to my brothers and my sisters. Hello. Amen. Talk about me all you want. But. If something comes and God reveals something to me, I'm coming to you. Amen. Have I not ever came to you? And it, I know she, she blushed five times over. Auntie I'm like, no, baby. No, we can't do that. We can't do that. This God, who was talking? God was talking to who? Moses. What do you tell him? Go tell your brother. Well, Let me bring it down for you. Go tell your kinfolk. Amen. Ask, my, ask my sister Wanda. What'd she say? And? And why we? No. Mm -mm, mm -mm. This is not the street. This ain't the country club. Amen. This the house of God. Amen. This ain't a club. We're in the house of God. Amen. And see, that's the problem now. Too many churches that took God off the, the judgment, the judge seat, and put themselves there. Amen. Anyway. Anyway. So you got that one, right? Amen. So we're going to read verse 2 again. And the Lord said unto Moses, speaking to Aaron thy brother, that he come not at all times into the holy place within the veil before the mercy seat which is upon the ark, that he die not. For I, the Lord says, will appear in the cloud upon the mercy seat. Go to Exodus 26. Exodus 26. Exodus 26, verse 30. And thou shouldst rear up the tabernacle according to the fashion thereof, which was showed thee in the mount. 
So the Lord, when he had, I've shared this before, and the Lord revealed this to me a long time ago. He says, when I had Moses in the mountain for 40 days, that's when he wrote the book of Genesis. That's when I told him the pattern of the tabernacle. Now, you better get this. So God says, I'm the one that told Moses how to set up the tabernacle. I'm the one. Now, now the way the tabernacle was set up, here would have been a brazen altar. This is where they burnt the, the lambs and the sheep for their sins. Then you had a veil. And behind that veil, there was a table, a lamp, and that table had showbread on it. Okay? But behind the second veil was the holiest of holy. So what you had was a sanctuary, the holy place, and the most holy place. Okay? Hold on. And behind the most holy place is where the Ark of the Covenant was to be kept. Amen? Amen. I want to show you this. Oh, we're teaching today, so you can just be all right. I got my watch on. You, you, you're going to get out on time. Don't worry. Can you see that? Can you see that? Can you see that? Okay. Can you see that? Okay. This ark was to be kept in the most holy place. The reason why it was called the most holy place is because, listen at this now, not a body, but the spirit of God would come and rest in between those two angels. And he would sit, just like he said, on top of the lid of the mercy seat. But it would be God's spirit. So, hmm. You want to try to tell me that today the spirit of the Lord is still not holy? You, you want to tell me today, hmm, that the spirit of the Lord is still not holy? They couldn't even go back there. The high priest went once a year, but not without blood. Okay? Jesus came as our Lamb of God so that we could have blood in the presence of God. And there was a certain way the high priest had to dress. There was a certain way he had to put bells around his leg. Because just in case he went in there and he wasn't pleasing, that, that anointing was so strong, he would drop dead. I just wish they'd let me do my job. I can't see nothing like that because they are, oh, you got no, get out the way. Let God be God. And every man, let every man, woman, boy, girl be a liar. Amen. But it's all good. I don't, that's over now. That's good. That's good. That's good. The ark, the ark, the ark. The ark, the ark, the ark. The veil, the veil. But Matthew said when Jesus died, the veil was ripped from, ripped from top to bottom. Amen. Do you know why that is? Because eventually, in Solomon, when Solomon built the temple, he built an 
for the ark. And there it stayed permanently. And they didn't use a veil anymore. Now the cloth was one cloth. And they pulled it back this way. So when he died, it said, it ripped. Guess who came out? The Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. But wait a minute, wait a minute. The same Holy Ghost, y'all. The same Holy Ghost that you take to the club. The same Holy Ghost that you drink and smoke with in your body. The same Holy Ghost that you lay up with another man with and you lay up with another woman with. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. You getting it? You get where I'm coming from now? You see where we're going? You see where God got us going? He said, I'm holy, Anna. They done forgot. Refresh. But it's okay. God said he understands because with all this going on out here, they want you to forget. The world system wants you to forget that God is holy. All right. Let's go. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. All right, we read. Okay, Leviticus 16, 1 through 4, verse 2. We're now in Exodus, the 26th chapter, verses 30. Okay, here we go. Let me finish reading. Verse 31 of Exodus 26. And thou shalt make a veil of blue and purple and scarlet and fine tweed linen of cunning work. With cherubims shall it be made. And thou shalt hang it upon four pillows of shittim wood overlaid with gold. And their hooks shall be of gold upon the four sockets of silver. And thou shalt hang up the veil under the thatches that thou mayest bring in thither within the veil the ark of the testimony. And the veil should divide unto you between the holy place and the most holy. Okay? And thou shalt put the mercy seat upon the ark of the, cut of the testimony in the most holy place. Now, now, he says, and thou shalt put the mercy seat upon the ark. So basically... This lid, this lid comes off, okay? That lid comes off, okay? So he says on the ark, the ark was the chest, okay? He says set the mercy seat on top of it. This top part is the mercy seat. Amen. The chest itself, uh-uh, God didn't live in a box. He came and sat upon the box. Amen. And the lid to the box was called the mercy seat. Well, isn't he still dealing with us for mercy now? Amen. Thank you, Lord. I'm, I'm just trying to <laughs> I'm just trying to share. Is that all right? Amen. All right. Let's go. We don't want that one. Uh -huh. Let's go to Exodus 25. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, you can read this at your leisure. You can write down Exodus, the 25th chapter, 
No. Exodus, yes. Exodus, the 25th chapter, verses 10 through 22. Please write that down. Okay? But I'm going to show you something. Notice what he says. Okay, Exodus 25. He says, and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, speak unto the children of Israel, that they bring me an offering of every man that giveth it willingly with his heart. You shall take my offering, and this is the offering which you shall take of them. I want gold, silver, brass. I want blue and purple and scarlet and fine linen and goat's hair. I want ram skin dyed red and badger skin and shittim wood, oil for the light, spices for anointing oil, and for sweet incense, onyx stones and stones to be set in the ephrod and in the breastplate. And let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. So what you need to understand is when he told him to make that sanctuary, everything he told him to bring was to set up and make the inside of that tabernacle. It was to make the sanctuary, then the veil, then the, 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 the table with the showbread and the lamp, and then the veil for the most holy place. Then they had to build the ark. They had to build that. They had to overlay it with gold. They had to make those uh, angels, those cherubims like that. All that had to be built. Because what were they doing? They were building a sanctuary for the Lord. Amen. Guess what? In 2022, your body is a living sacrifice and a temple for the Holy Ghost. Oh, do you understand? Your body became the temple for God, the same God. Amen. So how can you do all the things you do and you say God is still with you? Amen. But I tell you what's happening. Things are dying out and they don't see it. Things are dying and they don't see it. See, in, in the Old Testament, people just drop dead. Under grace and mercy, things are dying out. But we don't, we're not paying attention because it's so little at a time. Very minute at a time. Because we're the temple of the Spirit of God. He rests in our spirit. Uh-huh. He's still holy. Uh-huh. But we do all this stuff, all this crazy stuff. We talk about people. We lie on people. We stay in gossip. Uh-oh, getting quiet in here. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We go home behind our closed doors, but what you fail to forget, the preacher don't go home with you, but God does. It's crazy. It's always the preacher. You can get me out your mouth. It's God you got the answer to. It's God. I'm just, I'm just bringing the word. Because he said I'm holy. Yes. 
No, and, and not looking to. All right. Exodus 25. I ask you to read those, but I wanted you to see about the, uh, the, the, the sanctuary. Now, go to verse 22. And again, he tells, he tells Moses, and there I will meet with thee, and I will commune with thee from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubims, which are upon the ark of the testimony of all things which I will give thee in commandment unto the children of Israel. Now watch this. Anna, I have a word for the church today. Yes, sir. I prepare myself. This is true. I wash my hands when I've had a bath. Wash my hands, wash my face. You know, anoint with fresh oil, turn off the TV, turn off the phone, start getting in the presence of the Lord. And guess what? The, 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 the atmosphere begins to change. Why? Because the presence of the Lord starts coming in. Yes. Yes. It starts coming in. Okay? Make sure I don't repent it because I ain't finna drop dead. Because I'm telling you, I really have seen God in the whirlwind. It was nothing pretty. It was nothing nice. What I mean is, I wasn't up, ooh, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. Uh-uh. I was on my face, and I didn't move. I spoke from underneath the, uh, uh, I don't know where I got that cloak from. I didn't even look up. I was like, oh, no. See, the naysayers and the haters of the gospel, they're watering things down to take away God's awe and glory. Well, but he's still God. He's still God. And see, this thing about coming up, coming up, he tell us, come up, come up. We're in preparation. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, he says, I want to feel you. But I'm not just coming into anything. Amen. I'm not coming. Yeah. And if you want a refreshing, there are certain degrees of power that you can walk in. It depends on us. It really does. You have all the Holy Ghost in you. There's no more Holy Ghost. If you've already got the Holy Ghost, there's no more Holy Ghost you can get, but you can be refreshed. But all the gifts are in you. All the fruit of the Spirit is in you. But they will not manifest if we're just doing all kinds of stuff. And see, because this is not popular, the ones who are trying to do it, you get laughed at, you get talked about, you get rejected. You know, people, they shun you off. But it doesn't matter to me because I guess I need to live this close to God. Yeah. Maybe it's something I, I just need to live because when I call him, when I call him like I need him, I, I don't need him to say, oh, well, who are you? I haven't heard from you since east of last year. I need God to show up and come quick, Lord. Yes, yes. I need you now. Kobe yes, yes, yes. wasn't nothing nice. And if you don't think it was God, if you had it and you don't think it was God who protected you, it was God, sweetheart, ma'ams, sirs and ma'ams. It was God. Amen. 
Somebody say he's still holy. Somebody say God is still holy. Say he's still meeting with us from behind the veil. So now, Lord have mercy. There was a time the high priest could only go once a year. The people couldn't go. The priest couldn't go. Nobody but the high priest. And they had to be dressed a certain way. But now, Jesus Christ said, God the Father said in his promise, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. But that does not mean that we can live any kind of way, talk any kind of way, treat our brothers and sisters any kind of way, do anything and everything we big enough and bad enough to do and expect for God's power to work. Now we don't have to wait once a year. We can get in the presence of God every day. So the Bible says when he died, well, I'm not that tall. I couldn't have been a priest <laughs> in the temple. I'm not that tall. I want to open this. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Now he says in Matthew, he says when Jesus died, the veil was rent. That meant it was open, right? Amen. He said, now the Holy Spirit can come upon mankind. He says, really, all flesh. So that means the veil, watch this. The veil on the ark, the veil on the Ten Commandments, all of that was removed. All of that was removed. That, that's, that's no longer there. I like the way this is made. Can you, can you see this? The presence of God would come in here and sit on top of the ark. What was in the ark? My daughter gave me this about two years ago. It had the Ten Commandments, Aaron's rod that budded, and manna. That's what was in that ark. Those were reminders of who God was and who he is. Guess what? Do you know this same ark? See, that's why I'm not playing with God. Maybe you don't know this, but this same ark is going to appear again at the end of time. Read Revelation. The Bible says when the sky broke and split and, 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 and parted, the ark was seen in heaven. So my thing to us is, how in the world are you going to let the naysayers and the haters tell you those things have gone away and they're in the past? When God himself told Moses how to set up the tabernacle, and he says, you do it according to the pattern that I have given you, the pattern came from heaven. And then in the book of Revelation, when the sky parts, the ark is going to be seen again. What's in the ark? The Ten Commandments, Aaron's rod that budded, and the manna. 
These were the things that God did for them in the wilderness. They were to take it around with them. It was their traveling tabernacle. And then when God wanted to meet with the high priest, he would come up on the mercy seat. And I think this lid. Oh, here we go. All right. All right. Praise the Lord. Wow. Manna. The Rod, oh, that's beautiful. That put it. You can let you can listen. Listen, can I ask you a question? Do you really know what this was? There were rebels in the camp, and everybody said, We hear from God just like you, Moses, just like you, Aaron. I don't know why Aaron got to be the high priest, we just as good. And the Lord said, Go tell them rebels. Each one of them bring me an almond reef. He says, and who's ever almond reef buds? That's who I'm using. And all of them brought they, because they just knew God going to honor mine. And didn't but one bud. And that was Aaron's. And the rest of them, the ground opened up and swallowed them up. Now I'm going to ask you a question. No, you're good. You said just what needs. Yeah. I'm going to ask you a question. If I stood up four or five people, don't you know you would know who the anointing is really flowing. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. So wait, how come we get this? God done changed. God done changed. No, he hasn't. He's still, that's right, Brother Lawrence. He's still the same. Amen. The world is changing. But God is not. That's why when people tell me they can do it better, I get out the way. You can go and do it. Do it better, baby. Do it. I'm tired. Look at him. It's Ten Commandments. Now, I'm going to tell you something about these Ten Commandments. Now, we've, we've shared this, and we soon to close. But I'm going to tell you something about the Ten Commandments. Most of your naysayers and your haters of the gospel, oh, everybody, oh, God, we don't have to abide by the Ten Commandments anymore. Oh, the Ten Commandment day is over. No, that, that's not true. I can take you, at, which we've done a study. I can take you through the New Testament, and I can show you every one of the Ten Commandments. Oh, we don't have to live under the law. But I can show you we're under another law. Can I tell you what it is? It's called the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And that spirit comes with laws. It's called the law. Go to Romans. You don't believe nothing? Go to Romans. And we soon to close. 
This is beautiful. This is beautiful. Beautiful. Go, go to Romans. Oh, we ain't under no law. Okay, babe. I don't know where you at. Oh, I don't know where you at, baby. Go to Romans. Would you please go to Romans chapter 8 and 1, please? I just want to show it to you in the Word. Romans 8 and 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What Spirit? The same Holy Spirit that came out from behind the veil. So that means God want to lead us and guide us. Huh? He want to talk to us and walk with us. Uh-huh. Mm. Uh-huh. Oh, what you say? Wait a minute. So the only way I'm not under any condemnation, just because I'm in Christ Jesus, no, there's something else to this, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law. Is that in your Bible? For the law of the spirit of what? Life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So there's a law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Amen. But see, that's what the devil wants is a lawless society. And they're just about to lose their mind because they don't want no laws. But you tell me something, I hear the Holy Ghost saying something. The reason why we don't finish reading, go back to the book of Acts, and I'm soon to close, but I want to show you something. That's it for today. I just want to show you this, though, because I know you're wondering why she don't read out the whole thing. I'm going to tell you why. Go back to Acts chapter 2, and this is also in Joel. Acts chapter 2, verse 19. And the word of the Lord says, and I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be burnt, turned into darkness and the moon into blood before that great and notable day of the Lord come. The reason why we don't read that is because that is the start of the great tribulation. And that's going to deal with Israel because we're really supposed to be already spiritual Israel and we're walking in a greater light than what they're walking in. They're still waiting on the Messiah the Messiah has come, Jesus Christ. They still waiting on Elijah. Elijah, Jesus told them that in the New Testament. He said, and if they would receive it, Elijah has already come. We're walking in a greater light. Now, here, you say, well, what does all this have to do with me? What does this have to do with me? It's because the God of the Old Testament that used to be behind the veil has now come out from behind the veil. He says, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Acts 2.38 tells you how to let that happen. He says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you, your children. So everybody in here, you ready to run here and preach? You got a job to do. Amen. And I don't think it's been fulfilled. And even if you've ministered to your children and now they're grown and they don't want to listen, you have an obligation to let your life minister to the world. Amen. So my thing is this. The scripture says, 
now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I could ever ask or think according to the power that worketh in me. Is it working? Is it working? Is it working? It's got to work. It's got to work. We, we come in here and the table is spread. But then we have to take it. Is it working? That same power. It's not different. We showed you that on last Sunday. The same power that the, whole, that the apostles received it began to fall on those that were ready for it. Do you understand the rights you have, the privileges you have, the authority you have? Amen. Now, wait a minute. I feel you. Not over somebody else. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. 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 See, there are merciless people in the world. Help me to get it out, Holy Spirit. And there are children of the Most High God that these tyrants try to put under their foot and rule over. The more they crowd to God, after a while, God going to answer. And all he has to do, he don't even have to say a word. That's why he wants you to take your mouth and hand off of things. Because all he got to do is do this. And keep it, keep it moving. But those are merciless tyrants who have their foot on God's people. After a while, yes, God does get tired and he steps back. But just for me to sit up or you to sit up and say, Lord, do this to that one, do it. He's not going to do that. He doesn't work like that. See, oh my God, that's good. That's why the Bible says the children of Israel knew his acts. They knew he'd give them money. They knew they'd get food. They knew they'd get water. But the Bible said Moses knew his way. And we got a whole generation that don't want you to teach them God's way. Because God's way to them is too slow. That ain't what I want to happen. Ah, hey! But Moses knew his way. They, he knew the way he would take. And you got folk in the earth today that know God's way. God is holy. Stop this foolishness. God is holy. And, and, and you can tell me, oh, yes. I spent all day in the presence of the Lord. <laughs> really? Well, why didn't you come out changed? Amen. You mean to tell me nothing happened? Amen. The glory didn't touch you? Amen. The glory didn't change your heart? Amen. Talk to me. Something's wrong. There are not two and three gods. It's only one God. Amen. And if he meet with us from the mercy seat, and he does, that's in the New Testament in Hebrews. We got to meet folk at the mercy seat. Yes. 
Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. He holy, y'all. He holy. He holy. He holy. Stop filling up your spirit with all this fear. Allow your ears to even hear. Somebody say, God got a time. God got a time. And when he get ready, he'll bless me with what I need. 